0: minister from this book of Ecclesiastes this morning, just a message about living by faith. Living by faith. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I feel strongly that at the conclusion of our service today, we're going to have a time of ministry and there's going to be three groups that are ministered to. The first group is if, if, you've, if you're not living by faith and you need to start you can start today. You can start today with an act of repentance. You can start living by faith, and you can start living for God today. Amen? Uh, the second group that I just I, I feel impressed, I felt impressed this morning in prayer, is that there's going to be some that need to reconsecrate. They need to reconsecrate themselves to living by faith and not by living by our own ideas. And thirdly, I just, I, I, and I know this, I feel this most strongly of all, there's gonna be some that you need a miracle in your faith today. You're facing an impossible situation. You don't know how it's going to add up and you need a miracle in your life. You need a miracle in your faith today. We're gonna to have a time of ministry at the conclusion of our service today and, and I just believe that God's going to do those things. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, I'm gonna begin reading with verse one in the New King James Version. It says this, cast your bread Upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a serving to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the nor- south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child so you do not know the works of god who makes everything in the morning sow your seed and in the evening don't withhold your hand for you do not know which will prosper either this or that or whether both alike will be good I want to read the same passage from the New Living Translation, if you'll give me a moment to do so this morning. The New Living Translation says it like this, "'Send your grain across the seas, and in time profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments among many places, for you don't know what risks might lie ahead. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls.'" farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they never harvest just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb so you cannot understand the activity of god who does all things plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon for you don't know if it will profit if profit will come from one activity or another or maybe both you may be seated I think I speak for all of us when I say that I want to live by faith. I want to live by faith. There's a lot of different ways to live in this life. Living by faith is the best way to live. I want to thank Brother Tommy Watson for picking up a couple loaves of dollar bread for me this morning. I'm sad to report to you that it's no longer dollar bread, but it's dollar forty-seven bread times we live in the word of god says to cast your bread upon the waters life is unpredictable and sometimes we're not as honest about how difficult and complex life really is as we should be and how predictable it is we speak a language of faith that believes for the best and that believes that God is going to work it all out and God is in control and God does work it all out, but it comes as a, as a surprise to absolutely no one today that life is very unpredictable and life is complex and, and sometimes we're just not as honest as we could be, as we should be about the difficulties and the complexities that life deals our way. I want to look at these scriptures in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 this morning. I want to hopefully bring them to life today. I want us to meditate on them. I want them to impart a a spiritual truth into our hearts. My prayer today is that someone will step out in faith and take bold action in life that pleases God and that glorifies God. And the truth that I'm asking you to lay hold of today is very simple, and it's this. I don't know when, but I know God will. I don't know when but I know God will. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. I remember Brother Turner being a kid, and I remember reading that passage and hearing it read out loud in my hearing, and maybe I was just, maybe I'm a very literal person, maybe I was just a very literal child, but I imagined that someone was standing in front of a body of water throwing Wonder Bread out onto the water. I didn't really have any sense for the walker of the proverbial or or anything to do with the Bible's wisdom literature that it might not be talking about literal loaves of bread even though it does paint a pretty good picture of what God's word is explaining to us. It was really a proverb in Israel to say to cast your bread upon the waters. It meant to send out your grain like the New Living Translation said. It meant that you can participate in trade that goes beyond your borders and send goods to different places and to be involved in what's going on around you in the world because you never know, Brother Larmy, what's going to come back to you in a matter of time. And basically it was... The proverbial way of saying in those days, if you don't venture anything, you're not going to gain anything. If you don't risk anything, if if you're not willing to put anything on the line, if you ain't going to put any skin in the game, then you can't expect any kind of thing to flow back to you. I'm talking today about how important it is to live by faith. I want to live by faith. But life is unpredictable and sometimes it's difficult to live by faith. Sometimes life throws complexities and unexpected things at us that aren't fair and that we don't see coming. And sometimes the bread does come back and sometimes returns do come. But other times things don't work out the way they're planned to. The word of God nevertheless commands us, cast your bread upon the waters and you'll find it after many days. I think of two examples in scripture that really paint a picture of what it's like in real life to live by what the word of God says in this scripture. Sometimes we hear a scripture like that and we hear the preacher say you need to live by faith. You need to put some things on the line. You need to get engaged in what's going on in the world around you. If you ever expect God to do something in your life. And sometimes we hear that and we're in a position of hopefulness. And sometimes we're in a position of hopelessness. I think of a passage in scripture of this proverbial command of God's word. And he did it from a position of hopefulness. His name was Solomon. Solomon was the third king over Israel. He was a king over Israel during Israel's golden era. The commerce was strong. The borders were secure. Everything was going the way that you would expect it to go during good times. Things were looking hopeful. Things were looking up. And so Solomon took all the resources he had and he assembled a fleet of trade vessels, merchant vessels to go and to conduct commerce around the neighboring nations and even places that were very far away. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 22 says, the king had a fleet of ships of Tarshish at sea and with the fleet of Hiram. And once every three years, everybody say three years, Once every three years, the fleet of ships of Tarshish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Things that were exotic. Things that were from all different areas of life and the world around them. And I want us to pause and kind of paint the picture in our minds for a moment of what it would be like not just to make an investment, but to make a physical investment. Not just an investment on paper but a physical investment of, of material goods that we would load onto a ship and we would send sailing for three years. Three years. These are in the days, obviously, before GPS, before radio, before rapid communication. You would send these things, these ships, these, this fleet, over the horizon... Loaded up with goods, hoping that one day it was going to return. And they would do it from a position of hopefulness. They, things were going well. Things were looking strong. And so they would do all of this and they would send it off over the horizon, hoping, knowing, hoping that it was going to return, that pirates weren't going to get it, that these guys weren't going to get ideas of their own and start their own enterprise, but that the bread that they cast upon the waters was going to return to them. After three years, Solomon put a fleet together and he pointed them towards the unknown. And he said, go and trade. Go and secure new things. Go and increase. And those boats would disappear over the horizon. And they hoped that they would return three years after that, loaded down with goods, loaded down with everything God wanted to bless them with. Sometimes when we're living by faith, sometimes when we're living for God, we're called upon to exercise that same kind of faith vision, amen? We do it with our money. We do it with our energies. We do it with our efforts. We do it with our affections, the things we invest in, the things we put time in. We send it over the horizon and into the hands of God. There's no way to check on it. There's no way to pull it back. Ecclesiastes invites us To handle our spiritual business the very same way that Solomon handled his. What you invest in the kingdom of God. What you invest in your family. Will never return void. Your time, your talent, your treasure the things you put into the most important things in your life, the kingdom of God, your relationship with God, your relationship with your loved ones and your family and establishing them in the faith, the time you spend, the the resources you spend doing those things, it is never, ever wasted. But if we want the blessings of God that come and the blessings that God loves to give, we have to exercise our faith. We have to send some things over the horizon line in faith. We have to cast our bread upon the water and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but... I don't know what the trade rates are over the horizon. I don't know what I'm going to get in return from what I'm about to send over the horizon. But God, I'm going to do it. I can't be everywhere at once. But God, I know you're already in my tomorrow. I know you're already in next week and next month. I know you've got my best interest in mind. And so if there's pain in the offering, if there's something that comes my way that maybe I don't like, God, I know that in the end you're going to work it out. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know God will make it happen. Somebody hear this in faith today. Somebody have their faith built up this morning. There's hope for you, and there's hope for your situation. But I'm calling on you in the Holy Ghost today. From the Word of God, it's time to get involved in living by faith again. It's time to start loading up the ships again and start sending them over the horizon line in faith. It's time to unclench our hands and stop living in fear and start living by faith. When will the ship come in? I wish I had a chart. I wish I had a chart, Sister Anderson, that I knew when God was going to answer every prayer. But I don't have a schedule for that. And neither do you. I do know that as long as I live, I'm going to keep sending parts of my life in faith. Brother Army, I'm going to keep investing my time. Brother Me, I'm going to keep investing my money, and I'm going to keep investing my energy. The Apostle Paul said, I I toil with everything that's in me because it's worth it. I pour out all of my energy that I have into the things of the kingdom and into my family and into the things that matter most in this life because God always honors it. Even if I don't know the schedule, even if I'm not sure how it's going to work out, even if I don't have a formula for it, I know God is faithful. I don't know when he's going to do it, but I know he will do it. In faith. Can I tell somebody today that the conditions are never going to be perfect? Load up the ships. Because no matter how good things get, it's never going to be perfect. If Solomon had waited around and said, I'm just going to wait for the economy to just get a little bit better. I'm just going to wait so that I'm a little bit more prepared. I'm going to wait for next year's crop. I'm going to wait for next week's jobs report. I'm going to wait for just the conditions to get just a little bit more dialed in. Conditions are never going to be perfect. Sooner or later, you're just going to have to load things up and send it on out and see what God will do. out though. I know that there's people under the sound of my voice that the message of hopefulness resonates with you because you're operating maybe right now from a little bit of a position of strength and you're ready to invest and you're ready and you're 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 wondering what do I need to point my energies to that are going to give me the greatest return on investment in eternity and I hope that the story of Solomon points you in the right direction but there's another camp of people here today and I know you feel more like the prophet Jeremiah there was a point in Jeremiah's life where the invaders were coming across the land. He'd been preaching to the people of Israel and prophets before him had been preaching to the people of Israel and they hadn't straightened up their act. And now all the chickens were coming home to roost and God was pouring out his judgment on the nation. And there were invaders coming from foreign countries and they were sweeping through the land during Jeremiah's lifetime. And there came a day where Jeremiah's cousin approached him and said, hey, Jeremiah, I've got a business deal for you. Why don't you buy this field that's part of our family estate back in Anathoth? And if, if you'll agree to it, I'll sell it to you for 17 shekels. A good deal. And you can have this, and we'll put your name on the deed, and you can own it outright. But what we fail to put in the equation sometimes is that his cousin is trying to sell him a field that's already under enemy control. Those invaders are coming through the land and they're capturing things. And the scholars tell us that when Jeremiah is having this conversation with his cousin about potentially buying this land, that this land is probably already in enemy hands. This is land that Jeremiah is never going to survey. He's never going to walk this land. He's never going to lay eyes on it ever again. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 9 says, I bought the field at Anathoth. From Hananmel, my cousin, and weighed out the money to him 17 shekels of silver. The whole territory is under attack by invaders. The nation was teetering on the edge of a knife. The entire Jewish government is about to fall. They're facing total and absolute defeat. And chaos is erupting all around Jeremiah. People are abandoning their homes. People are abandoning their lands and their possessions, and there is a panic that's in the air that day. The unpredictability of life is manifesting itself on the hour, and Jeremiah is offered the sale of a field in his family's estate that's probably already in enemy hands. It was a field that Jeremiah would never see. He would never visit. He would never enjoy crops from that field. But Jeremiah's action of purchasing that field was going to give him the rights to that land. And if it didn't give Jeremiah the rights to that land, it would give the rights to that land to his descendants. Because Jeremiah looked ahead in the middle of a hopeless situation. And said, I know that there's invaders coming across the land. I know that it feels like defeat is imminent and that we're all about to be swept away into captivity, never to see this land again. I know that the gavel may have already fallen on my generation. The dice have already been thrown and the verdict's already about to be rendered. But Jeremiah said, I bought the field at Anathoth. I cast my bread upon the waters that day, knowing that this isn't going to be something that directly benefits me. And I may be in the middle of a hopeless situation. There may not be anything that I see that points to a favorable outcome in this. I don't know when God's going to do it, but I know God will do it. I don't know when God's going to let my descendants lay hold of this territory, but I know that God's not going to keep these people in captivity forever. I know that one day we're going to be restored. I know that one day a remnant's going to come back and there's good things that are going to start happening again today. Today may not be that day. Today may look bleak. Today may look terrible. I don't have a lot of hope for today. But God did a miracle in Jeremiah's faith. And he was able to look beyond the horizon just for a moment and say, There's coming a day when God's going to do something great. And so I'm going to cast my bread upon the waters again. Because even though I don't know when it's going to happen, I know God will make it happen. If you're listening right now and you're operating from a position of hopefulness like Solomon, this is the time to be courageous and daring. It's time to cast your bread upon the waters. If you're operating today and you're under attack like Jeremiah and you're unable to point to a whole lot that seems to be going your way, I want you to know that your life is more than just you going through the motions. Just because you're under attack, cast your bread upon the waters. Have a little bit of faith that's defiant and that looks the enemy in the eye and says, I don't know what you've got going on and I don't know how God's going to do it, but I'm going to keep doing the things that I know to do. I'm going to keep casting my bread upon the waters even when defeat looks certain. Some people are so risk-averse that their aversion to any kind of risk paralyzes them and keeps them from doing things in life but even living by faith for God. I'm speaking to you this morning as a person who is by nature risk-averse. I'm never the one to climb the tallest tree as a kid I'm never the one that's gonna reach for the highest branch because I'm cautious by nature and maybe someone out there maybe you feel the same way maybe you're not maybe in your friends group you weren't the wild one maybe you're a little more risk averse maybe you're a little more cautious by nature and when I read this passage I see me and I see a message to me and maybe you see a message to you as well because when I read verse 4 in this passage It's like it's hitting me right between the eyes. It says, he who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. The two things that a farmer can control is when he'll sow his seed and when he's going to harvest his crops. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says there's a time to sow and a time to reap. But here in chapter 11, we're getting a picture of a farmer who doesn't seem to know what time it is. He's standing there immobile with his hands in his pockets and he's measuring the wind and he's watching the clouds and he's trying to figure out what move to make. And in the middle of all that, you know, Brother Walker, he's not making any moves. He's not doing anything. And sometimes we can start living that way in our relationship with God and we can live that way just in our life in general. And instead of living by faith and walking by faith, we find ourselves standing by faith. And we're just kind of paralyzed and immobile and we're, we're measuring the wind and watching the clouds and waiting for the conditions to get perfect so that I can make a move for God. So that I can do that thing that God's put in my spirit. So that that dream and that calling and that thing that God wants me to do, I can finally step out in faith and do it. But can I tell you that the word of God tells us that if all we do is check the wind and watch the clouds, we're going to miss what God wants to do. That's not living by faith. Don't allow the wind and the clouds to paralyze you today. Hear me. You can't control those things. Nobody controls the wind. Nobody controls the clouds. Only God controls those things. So when it's sowing time, keep on sowing. Keep on reaping when it's time to reap. What do you mean, Brother Dustin? I mean, when it's time to do what you know to do, Get to work doing it. When it's time to pray, get to praying. When it's time to be at church, be at church. When it's time to invest in your family and take quality time for your loved ones, make sure you're doing that. Do the most important things. Don't hesitate. Don't be paralyzed into wondering are the conditions right? Is it the will of God for me to do this or to do that? God's gonna take care of you. I'm not saying act foolish, I'm not saying be foolhardy and haphazard, but God is faithful. And when you get to work doing the things that he's left in your control to do, when you cast your bread upon the waters in the ways that he's already commanded you to do, God will honor that. God will bless you. Now is the time to live in faith. And sometimes living by faith is just moving forward. One step in front of the other. I don't want to come off and and make you think I'm being sound mean-spirited towards somebody that maybe you're feeling a little bit paralyzed by the things going on in your world. Can I encourage you today? Just take a step. Just take a step. Take a step of faith. I'm not telling you, you have to to dial it up to 12 before you leave the parking lot today. I'm just saying, you need to take a step today. You need to start living by faith today. You need to just get out of that cocoon that you've woven yourself into and say, God, I don't know when you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know that you're still faithful and that you will do it. I know that I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to be a person of faith. Do what you can and do it in faith. Sometimes we look at the mysterious ways of God. Some things are only in God's control. Some things, friends, I don't have answers for. And neither do you. I don't know why some things happen. I don't know why God permits some things to happen the way they do. I wish we had those kind of answers, but we don't. And sometimes we look at those mysterious ways of God, and we can use them as a reason for giving up on our most important work, like our spiritual disciplines, our families. Sometimes we can allow the fact that we don't have all the answers to hold us back from doing the things that we know we should be doing. And this passage teaches us the opposite approach. It may be true. That you have to look at some parts of life and just admit, you never know. You never know. But it's equally true to say that if you'll never reap, if you'll never sow. You'll never reap if you never sow. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 5 says, As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Just like we don't know how a child is formed in the womb, certainly we know a lot more than we used to. Science and, and medicine has told us more than we ever used to know about how those things happen. But in many ways, it's still a mystery and a miracle how those things happen. Certainly, we have better knowledge of global weather patterns and the way that the wind whips around the entire globe and creates weather and climate in ways that when this was originally written, they didn't have that kind of knowledge and they didn't have these global satellite systems that showed them how those kinds of systems interacted and the wind patterns worked out. Certainly, we know more about how that stuff works, but it's still mysterious and it's still a miracle of God that it all works together like it does. You don't know today how God's going to put it all together. But the Word of God tells us, verse 6 says, to plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon because you don't know if profit will come from one activity or from the other or from both. It's always time to live by faith, whether it's morning or afternoon or evening. No matter what season of life we're in, And no matter what the circumstances are, maybe you look around at your world right now and your world feels like Solomon's world and you feel like you're operating from some kind of position of strength and you're investing and you have physical strength and you have time and you're able to organize your life in such a way to where things look pretty strong and things look pretty good and there's hopefulness. Maybe you're like Jeremiah today and there's a battle on every front and there's things that are challenging you and there's many things that you don't have an answer for and you're wondering, God, how is it all going to come together? It's always time. No matter what the conditions are, it's always time to live by faith. I don't know when, but I know God will. Some of you today... The musicians would come. Some of you today have given up on a dream. You've given up on a promise. You've given up on a gifting. It might be that just that you've grown distracted and that those things that God has called you to do, those dreams and those promises, might feel like your entire life is kind of just withering on the vine. The days are just marching by. I'm talking about things that spiritually strengthen you today, talking about things like investing in your loved ones and your family, participating in what's going on around the church and in the kingdom of God, and I'm here to tell someone today, no matter how long it's been or no matter what you've been waiting on, it's not too late. It doesn't matter how long you've spent trying to read the clouds. It doesn't matter how many days you've stepped outside and you've tried to measure the wind and see which way the wind's blowing, waiting on the conditions to become perfect, to do something for God and to start living by faith. It's not too late. You can still pursue that dream that you believe God has put in your life. You can still get involved in what's going on in the kingdom you can still help somebody in need. You can still invest in your loved ones, in your relationships, in your families. And you can do it not holding back. And you can step out in faith today. Not faith that your own efforts are going to succeed because of how smart you are or how well you've planned it out. But you can step out in faith and believe that it's gonna happen because you serve a God who loves you, who is faithful, And who's going to send things your way? I'm here to echo the wisdom of God today. You'd be better off doing something than nothing. I want to live by faith. If you'll trust God with me today, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to have a time of ministry this morning. They're going to begin to play, we're going to have some music. But here's what's going to happen there's going to be three groups that I want to call upon to respond this morning, I believe it's probably going to mean that everybody steps out of where they are and finds a way to respond. The first group is, if you need to start living by faith for the very first time today, this altar is where it can start. If you'll repent of your sin and you'll start setting your life in God's direction, God will start working things in your life that you never imagined possible when you start living by faith. If there's a second group that I would identify today, it would be this. You need to re-consecrate your life to the sowing and reaping actions of life. You've waited long enough. Hear me. Someone hear what I'm saying right now. You've waited long enough. You have loved ones who have waited on you to be ready to step in and to step up. And today is the day. It's time to start sending some ships over the horizon again. Today's the day. You need to be able to leave the building today and say, you know what? There's things crumbling in my world, but I bought the field. I bought the field at Anathoth. I'm believing God's gonna send things through. The third group is maybe there is things that are crumbling crumbling in your world today and you need a miracle in your faith. There's part of you that wants to believe what I've preached and what the word of God says, but you need a miracle in your faith today. And you're not sure when or how it's going to happen, but you at least have the confidence this morning that God is going to come through. And if that's you, you need to make your way to the front and let us join with you and be your strength and pray that God would do a miracle in your life. Can we step out right now all over this room and can we start to move towards these altars?